What's up everybody and aloha! Thank you all Hawaiians both near, far and everywhere in between. Thank you for coming back. I am your host Kalei2K and this is my podcast, a Hawaiian podcast. That's a what a E-H. And of course it is a Hawaiian podcast because I am a Hawaiian. But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in again. Hope you guys enjoyed the past episodes. Uh, I just want to apologize I haven't put up a lot of shorts. Just been real busy with um, things coming up, you know, family emergencies, um, unannounced things, whatever it may be, and a little bit of laziness, but <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. But I do appreciate those of you do who do view my YouTube page, or those of you who have listened to me on Spotify, thank you so much. Um, and I'm doing my best to try and be more consistent, so on and so forth. This is something new for me, but I'm working on it, getting better. But um, other than that, though, thank you so much for coming back. Hope you guys... Uh, Basically, hope you guys had a great week, uh, to be honest with you. Hope you guys are able to take what I share with you, some sort of manao or, oh geez, I'm drooling. Some sort of manao or some sort of tip, maybe just something that can lighten up your mood a little bit. That's what I. That's why I made this whole podcast thing, to, to share my thoughts, to maybe something I'm going through, you might be going through it at the same time. Uh, we can share that bond together or maybe something I've been through that might be able to lighten up your day and you can be like, oh, maybe I'll take this approach. Okay, so that's the whole reason why I do this. Um, I'm not getting paid for this. This is just something that I enjoy doing and, you know, whatever happens with this happens. But I, I really do enjoy it and I treat it like it's another job of mine. So thank you folks for viewing and listening. Let's get right into it. We're going to kick it off with a Mana'o moment. Um, and like I said... There have been some crazy stuff that's happened this week. Um, recently, my daughter, I shared this on the last episode that my kids had a dentist appointment and they got a checkup. And so um, they all had problems with their teeth, regardless, whatever it, whatever it is, they had problems with their teeth. But then, um, recently, my number two child, um, she had to go in for mouth surgery, dental surgery. Not only did she have cavities, the doctor says they want to cut the top of her lip um, and you know help her with her growth of her teeth and her gums because they're afraid that they're going to get short teeth like me. Like it's, and they're going to try and help prevent you know some of the gapping because my teeth are small, they have gaps, I mostly have gums. Uh, whereas my wife has big beautiful teeth um, compared to me of course. So my whole thing from the beginning of, of when my wife explained what was going to happen, um, I was like, so is this just a cosmetic, like outer appearance thing? Or is it like, you know, because is it, is, it is it a big medical issue? Like, for example, like, um, I, I haven't done research on this, but there's a saying that, you know, in my family or my, you know, with a lot of cultures is your teeth can also tell you how well your heart is doing. You know, like... Um, some people appear like in their skin complexion. Some people appear more yellow. That's usually like a liver problem, you know, stuff like that. Like you, your body tells you what's going on with your, you know, what's what's wrong. So I wanted to know, like, is there a, does my daughter have a condition that's gonna get worse? Is it like, or is is it like where her teeth are gonna rot and they're just gonna fall out if she doesn't get this procedure? But mostly it was just cosmetic. Of course, cavities, and um, 
when my when my wife was explaining to me about the cavities, my brain started clicking and saying, "Okay, so if we're gonna take care of my child's baby teeth as cavities, and they're gonna grow to be pushed out so that her adult teeth can come in, why do I need to do the surgery on her teeth now?" You know, that was my thought, and then I thought deeper into it. Maybe if it keeps having cavities, it keeps rotting. It could ruin the gums, which then could ruin the roots and the root canal and all this stuff. It could cause more problems. So I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't think like that. Just let that go and just move forward. Because that's how I see it. I try to see, you know, what's an alternative view to things. And sometimes that helps me. Sometimes it backfires against me, especially in arguments. But um, anyways, um, my daughter's doing okay. And... Um, but the surgery, this is the crazy thing about it, okay? So we're not have this surgery didn't take place at a dentist's office. Like the dentist that my wife had visited, um, it wasn't occurring at that doctor's office. It was actually occurring, it, it took place at a specific surgery, dental surgery facility. So it was new to my wife, it was new to my kids, it was definitely new to me. Ouch, that's hot. Oh, I just made it, sorry. Um, I've been drinking tea and it's my own concoction. I don't have a tea packet or anything like that. It's hot water with um, one tablespoon of lemon juice, one tablespoon of honey, and then a couple splashes of Tabasco, and that's it. It, it does help, it does feel good. It, I, I think it's helping to clean out a lot of the oils that I, that I intake throughout the day, but I'm not gonna talk about that till later. Um, so back to my daughter's surgery. So this facility is a new place. We've never experienced it before, never been there before. So we're kind of like, okay, what the hell do we expect, right? Now, the day before the surgery takes place, this facility, the receptionist or whoever's scheduling my daughter's surgical procedure, calls my wife and I to schedule times. We waited the whole week. My daughter had, my daughter all my kids had a dentist appointment weeks ago, you know, and then we waited until we knew what time it was going to be. We knew it was going to be on a Friday, but we didn't know what the timing was going to be about, right? So we wait, we wait, we wait. Thursday, the day before the surgery, they call my wife. Hey, this is the facility now. It's not the dentist. The facility calls and says, hey, uh, be there at 7.15 in the morning. Okay, no problem. We'll be there. Um, my wife calls me, lets me know that, hey, I... You know, and oh, okay, wait. Well, well, they call my wife to say, be there at 7.15. My wife says, okay. She informs me, says, babe, you have, we have to be there at 7.15. By the way, I'm not allowed to bring the other children inside to, you know, to wait in the recovery room or wherever, the lobby, whatever it may be. I'm not allowed to wait with them in there. So you're going to have to come and take the kids. Or you're going to have to be with them with the kids because, you know, we don't have anybody that can watch our two other children while, you know, our third baby is getting her surgery done. So I'm like, okay, don't worry. I'll text my boss, my supervisor, whatever. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out. So she tells me, by the way, it's also at 7 in the morning. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'm thinking, all right, 7 o'clock, we'll get there early. We, you know, maybe a couple hours, maybe like 10-ish. 10.30-ish, we'll be out of there, right? Um, and I'll be able to go back to work, do some of my job at least, so I can get paid for somewhat of the day, 
and then you know call it a day right just have like maybe half a work day right that didn't happen and i will tell you why doctors call my wife 715 wife calls me informs me i call out of work doctor the facility then calls me because they can't get a hold of my wife at this point call me and say oh we're going to change it to 815 all right no problem i inform my wife it's got to be 815 she says okay that's fine then they call my wife like about an hour or an hour and a half later and says, oh, we're going back to 7.15. My wife is like, okay, that's fine too. And at this point, they can't even get the scheduling down as to when we're going to have this damn thing performed. And now there's stress. Now there's anxiety. Now um, negative thoughts start creeping in. Of course, at the beginning, it was slightly there. But now that they can't even get the scheduling down, we start freaking out a little bit, especially my wife. So the next day comes, we wake up early, kids are ready, dressed, we throw them in the car with their blankets, they're still sleeping. And by this time, my, my second daughter, who's gotta go get the surgery, she's nervous and she had a hard time, you know, trying to fall asleep the night before, but she knows what has to happen. She knows it has to take place. It's not like we're just springing it on her and like, surprise, you gotta get a surgery. No, we're not doing that. So. We get to the facility, right? And I'm about to complain about them because this is crap. We get there early, we get to the receptionist, we sign in, all that stuff. My two other girls are relaxing, sleeping. My number two child goes with my wife and they go with their nurse into the back. Do the weight, do the height, check her up, vital signs, all this little, you know, all this pre, pre-surgery stuff takes place. And poor thing, my daughter can't eat couldn't eat for at least eight to nine hours prior to the surgery which is sad for her but she was tough she 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 fought through that whole part so now it's my wife and my number two child in the waiting area i guess of the hospital part of the facility whatever just waiting for the you know the nurse to do her checkups and this and that the nurse ends up talking to my wife and says oh you guys are here early why are you here so early my wife says, oh, they, they said that it was, you know, we had to be here at 7.15. She goes, oh, no, the, did the dentist tell you that or did the reception tell you that? I said, no, the facility receptionist told me that. That's what my wife is saying. The nurse says, oh, the doctor's not going to be here till later. We, what? Now even more stress and anxiety is added to whatever the hell is going on at this point. My wife texts me. She's nervous. She's scared. And I'm just like. I, I, I can't control anything. I can't do anything about that. Because as much as I want to get mad, the doctor's still going to come in whenever the doctor comes in. He's late. He's late. He's already late. Okay. So we're there early. We wait for another whole hour. Then the doctor comes in, um, talks to my wife, and says, oh, you're not, allowed, you're not able to come with us as we put your daughter down with anesthesia. Um, and so my wife is, again, nervous. She's crying. She's trying to be strong, but all this anxiety, all this sadness is coming in, all this negative energy is, is flowing through her body. And she's trying to resist that from falling onto my child as she's getting ready to do surgery. So my wife puts up this video, and for those of you who saw the video, friends, family, thank you for responding. Thank you for checking up on our daughter. Thank you for just calling to see if she's okay. Thank you for commenting. She was strong. Everything went well. Well, my wife at that moment is trying to tell my daughter, remember, baby, you are strong. Say, repeat after me. I am strong. I am love. I am, I am 
courageous, I am brave, I am smart, I am lana'i. This, she just keeps reiterating this to give her the confidence and strength she needs. But at the same time, a wife needs it too, right? So I'm pissed, but I can't do anything. I'm trying to watch my two other girls, right? The doctors come, explain whatever, oh, this is what's going to happen, this and that, sign this form. They grab my daughter, put her in a little wagon wheel thing, whatever. And she says, okay, mom, I'll be okay. Gets into the car and she starts taking off. My wife looks back and my daughter is just sitting there. From what my wife is explaining, she's just sitting there going along for the ride. My two-year-old baby. And for us not to be there to hold her hand while she falls asleep or to be by her side as she's, you know, going underneath anesthesia is tough because... This is big for us. We don't know what's going to happen. This is our child. Not just an adult child, not a teenager. This is a two-year-old child of ours. The last time we had to go through something like this was not as crazy. And this was for my first daughter, India. Like I've said in multiple episodes before, my daughter India had, has short fingers, missing toes, all that stuff. But prior to how she looks now, her fingers were webbed. She had skin connecting her fingers and they hurt. They were hurting her because her fingers were trying to grow and separate and, her, and the skin was, was ripping slowly and surely, but surely was ripping. So we had to get surgery on her hands at Shriners Hospital up north in Salt Lake City. Um, we were happy that we were able to be there. Of course, we were sad for the event because we were nervous for our daughter. We didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. But I loved going to Shriners because they had us there the whole way all the way up until she fell asleep all the way up until okay now it's time for us to do the surgery you know they asked us what can we do can we get her a doll does she have a favorite blanket does she have a favorite movie does she have a favorite song they played you are my sunshine over and over and over again for my daughter to keep her calm it was not about the procedure it was about the child it was not about how fast can i do this it was about how comfortable can I make this child so that she doesn't wake up scared? She doesn't come into the anesthesia afraid, filled with fear and anxiety. That didn't happen for my number two child at this other facility in Provo over by Riverwood. I'm going to put it out. I'm just going to say what it is. It's over by Riverwood, Provo by the canyon, back towards the canyon part. And it sucks. You know, it sucks because I know what it's like to be the middle child. And it feels like it's a curse. Especially now, my daughter being two years old, being the middle child, doesn't get the same comfortable treatment as my older daughter. Doesn't get the same, oh, my parents are going to be there with you when you fall asleep underneath, medic, uh, underneath medication. So it, it stressed us out. And of course, we were sad. Not only that, when they brought her back to us, her mouth was all bloody. The doctor said, oh, I cut under her tongue. I saw three other cavities. I took care of that too. There was just blood all in her mouth. They're like, oh, and if, you know, if it keeps bleeding, just have her spit it out and just pat her mouth. Like, It felt so incomplete. It felt so inconsiderate. It felt like, okay, let me just fix this flat tire real quick and you're on your way. Not, oh, let me, let me care for your baby. Is there a doll we can bring her? Is there, you know, or call us up, hey, bring... Bring a couple of toys, something, anything to keep your child calm, you know, uh, um, 
you know, let us play the tablet for her while she falls asleep. Let us, you know, and it's, it's stuff like that. Little things. Okay, we understand you have a job. We understand you have a busy lifestyle. But when you're, you're dealing with children, okay, these children have no idea what the hell is going on. They don't even know how to pronounce the word surgery. My daughter understands what teeth are. But kids, they don't have to understand words to feel what the hell is going on around them. Especially when mommy and daddy aren't around. And they're going off with doctors in masks, in uniform blue suits with gloves on, covering most of their body. I'm a two-year-old child. I'm an adult, and that kind of freaks me out. Imagine a two-year-old child. Where's my mom? Where's my dad? Who are you guys? There's a lot of you. There's, there's, more, than in, there's more than two of you here. There's, I don't know any of you. I can't see your face. All I see is your eyes and your gloves and your uniforms covering your faces. What? And now I'm, I'm sleeping. What's going to happen to me? You know, so all that thought was going through my head, and I'm like, I, I can't do anything. I, can't, I cannot do anything because I just feel so restricted. But I felt for my daughter. And so when she did come back to us, they kind of just like, oh, here, here she is, you know, pat her teeth, this and that. And, you know, when she's done, she's going to, she might not recognize you right away while she's waking up from the anesthesia. She might be screaming and crying and stuff, but it'll pass with a couple hours. Just got to keep her comfortable. I'm like, with what? You left my wife with a chair, a reclining chair and what? Nothing for my daughter. There's no comfortable bed that she can sit in. You know, with Shriners, my daughter had a whole bed to herself. Do you need more pillows? That's what they, do you need more pillows? Where can we put more pillows? Do you need another doll? Here's a doll, congratulations. Like all this stuff, music, toys, anything that my daughter needed at Shriners Hospital, they gave it to her. They helped her feel comfortable, especially when she woke up. You know, she woke up and couldn't see her fingers. She didn't freak out as much as my daughter from, that had to get her dentist, dentistry work done. And she, my, my oldest daughter at Shriners woke up from the anesthesia and yeah, she was crying. She was sad because she couldn't see her hands. But she wasn't screaming her head off and distraught. She didn't have any anxiety. You know, and the doctors might say that, oh, they're just, you know, my Lana'i, my number two child, my Lana'i is coming out of anesthesia. And oh, it's just the anesthesia wearing off. No. Kids feel, kids remember. They might not be able to express it verbally how they feel, but they, you can see it on their face. You can see it when they're, you know, you can, they can feel it around them. So not only is it she's coming out of this sleeping medication, she's remembering what she felt and all that's rushing back to her right away. That's how I felt when I saw my daughter crying her head out, bloody mouth, like she had been in a bar fight. Screaming, I can't feel my tongue. She would sit there, watch her Spider-Man show and just scream, I can't, mom, my tongue, mom. And we would have to tell her, we have to calm her down and tell her, calm down, baby. It'll be okay. Calm down, Lanai. Just breathe. It'll be okay. We're almost done. Can we get you a popsicle? Can we get you anything? What are we supposed to do? We did all that we could. And thankfully, we've got a tough-ass kid. Because as we were able to leave the hospital a few hours later, I wasn't able to go to work. 
because of all the delays and all the whatever crap happened. Uh, so on my way out, I decided to steal some juice. There was a refrigerator that said patience only. I grabbed whatever I wanted out of there. I grabbed soda, juices for my kids. I was like, I'm grabbing all of this. Because you're not going to tell me what you did to my kid was okay because it wasn't. And the fact that the daughter, the daughter, the doctor cut under her tongue, which we didn't know he was going to do. We thought she was, he was just going to do the cavities and the top lip. Then he found three more cavities. He's like, oh, I'm going to do those too. And he just did them. Now, we don't know if we're going to get charged for it. I would hope we don't. But if we do, you're going to hear it on this podcast. I tell you that much. Okay, so. And like I said, we were doing our best to keep her calm. We were doing our best to show her support. I took off of work. And when we, when we went, you know, we're trying to do our best to make our daughter come because obviously the facility wasn't going to help us. So we're talking to Lanae and we're like, okay, baby, we're, you know, let's get you ready, get you ready. We'll put you in your Spider-Man shirt. She loves Spider-Man, okay? Loves Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So she loves Spider-Man, uh, Ghost Spider, and Spin, or, or, or um, Miles Morales, the Spider-Man. And um, she watches it on Disney Plus over and over and over. That's her, that's her show. She'll watch the same 10 episodes over and over and over, right? So I put her in a Spider-Man shirt. The next day, my older daughter has a Spider-Man shirt. My baby girl has a Spider-Man shirt. My wife has her Spider-Man shirt. And I have a Venom shirt. That's the only shirt that I had. I didn't have a Spider-Man shirt. But we did that and we showed it to her after she came out of the surgery. And we said, look, baby, we're all wearing Spider-Man. We're all here to support you as a family. We're all Spider-Man. And she was happy. She was happy. And I told my wife, I told my wife, we're going to go get her a toy. We're going to go get her a toy after her surgery because she deserves it. And it's just to keep her calm, just to tell her, good job. Congratulations, Lada, you, you beat it. You conquered it. And that's what we did. But here's the special part about my daughter. Oh, crap, I'm freaking crying. Here's the special part about my daughter. She bought a toy. She bought a Spider-Man toy that had three characters on it. So she could play with her two sisters. She could have bought a remote control car. She could have bought a Spider-Man action figure. She could have bought any Spider-Man thing. I was willing to drop whatever I, whatever she wanted. Drop whatever money I needed to drop for her to have a toy. But she found this toy that had Spider-Man on a car, Spin on a car, and Ghost Spider on a car. She wanted that toy. She wanted that set so that she could play with her sisters. And her sisters who were crying while she was crying. Her sisters who were there, who saw her bloody mouth, who were holding her and hugging her and kissing her to comfort her. Lana E goes and buys wants this toy so she can play with her sisters. Oh, kids, man kids they, they're so special and you know what, what I learned from 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 this is how strong kids are we may think oh they need our help they need this no I believe that if you've been a good parent and you've taught all that you can you there's a moment where you gotta let them go sad to say it was at that moment when she's only two years old 
But she didn't look back. She said, it's okay, I'll be okay. And she went. You know, and it goes to show that kids, they'll, they'll astonish you. No matter what you try to do, a lot of times they'll repeat what you say. But they will amaze you at how much courage they have when you feed them courage. How much wisdom they will gain when you feed them wisdom. How much strength they will have when you feed them strength. That I do believe. And I saw it that day. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I love it. And to this day I love it. Because my kids are amazing, man. My kids are amazing. And I, she seems to be doing fine now. Talking, yelling, running. Like nothing happened. Um, we're still monitoring her teeth, of course. Because we got to wash it out. You know, make sure, you know, um, no food gets stuck in there. No candy, no... No sticky stuff um, that can caught that can get caught on her teeth because we don't want to have to pull them out or you know cause more problems. And then we're supposed to get it checked up again in a couple weeks, you know. So other than that, though, she's doing fine. She's doing great. And um, yeah, <laughs> sorry I got emotional on that, people. It's just it just that was such a big thing that happened for us and um, for me especially. And it just blows my mind how how great of a person my daughter is um ooh, i'm drinking this tea because i'm starting to drink tea after dinner to kind of just flush out my system it seems to be working you know i do i am still tired it's not helping with my tiredness but i do feel like not as sluggish i guess you could say in the morning i you know i get up of course i have aches and pains but then i'm able to use the bathroom flush everything out and then just go about my day so so far so good i think i made it too hot i didn't put enough cold water in here so i'm gonna have to put this on the side for now um but yes i do feel that that facility was a bunch of dummies um bunch of idiots who run that place i wish they had better um wish they had better wish they had better receptionists better communication that was the thing better communication and one of the biggest things that I, I could have honestly say that I've learned um, from this experience is that you don't know how you as a parent, as a guardian, you know, you don't know how much you impact this child's life until you see them walk their own path. And that's what happened for us at two years old. My wife fed our daughter courage, strength, love, bravery, all the way until she had to go to the point where she was okay to go by herself. Ooh, kids amaze me, man. Okay, so let me see if I can lighten this up a little bit, okay? We got a couple more minutes before I got to go into my next subject. Um, I'm going to talk about Netflix because Netflix has some great shows that's going on right now. Uh, we just finished The Last Kingdom with Uhtred, the warrior, the Viking Dane warrior slash Christian, pro you know. It's a great show. It takes a while. There's a lot of dialogue, but you get embedded in it. You just see that this guy goes through crap after crap after hell after crap and hell over and over and over just to achieve the one thing he's always wanted, which was his home. He's lost loved ones. He's lost best friends. His kids think the worst of him. He tries to serve and serve and serve. He's been stabbed in the back, erased from history, brought back into the history books. 
you know, and towards the end, I was just, I fell in love with the show because even though this guy has lost so many people he's cared for, been stabbed in the back so many times, has had to fight his own people, the people who, you know, he was raised in their culture, their beliefs, he became a strong believer in this culture. He doesn't even call himself a Saxon. He calls himself a Dane. All of his ventures, hardships, broken-hearted, loss of friends that he wishes he could have in his life at, at the very end, all of that, he still kept going. He had one focus. And even though there were mountains, freaking boulders thrown in his path, he still kept pushing forward till he achieved his goal. And all he wanted was to bring peace. Eventually when he finds his home and he reclaims what is rightfully his, he's brought peace to two different beliefs and an Irishman. That was the thing is all of his travels, he found guys who were loyal, the outcasts of their families. You know, he, he went from being a slave to being a lord and eventually nearly a king, a war captain, a colonel, whatever you want to call him. That's what he became in the end. But everyone knew who he was. And when he had those who were loyal to him, he took care of them. And at a drop of a dime, they would sacrifice their life for him. I, that's what I loved about his companions, about his loyal friends, his loyal warriors. They would ride with him. If he would be awake for three and a half days, they would be awake for three. If he was going to stay away, if he was going to fight a thousand, they were going to fight a thousand and one. They were willing to kill as many people to protect him. And he was willing to do the same for them. And he never, never threatened them, sometimes couldn't pay them, but they said, your loyalty means more to them than anything else. Because these men who are outcasts, who are bastards of their own families, found a home with him, found someone that they could love, and eventually found their own wives and had children and families of their own. And they could counsel with him. And he was a man that could hear what they were saying and take into account what they're saying and honor them and listen to their counsel. And one was a, one was a Viking, one was a Christian, Protestant, Saxton, Saxon Christ believer, and he listened to them. Everybody at his, at his side had, a, had the right to speak because their lives were on the line just as his were. And no matter what happened, they would leave their families without a doubt and go and fight by his side every quest he went on, every venture, every turmoil that he faced, they were there. And that's what I love so much about The Last Kingdom with uh, Uhtred. I love it. We're, we're, I'm not a, I wasn't a big Viking fan at first. I am in love with this show. And then now there's another show called Vikings Valhalla. And it's, it, it's not a continuation, but the timeline itself comes after. So after the Saxons and Danes you know, establish England. Now there's turmoil once again, but this time, those who are of Dane blood, a lot of them have become Saxon Christ believers, and they're fighting their own people. So it's a big hectic thing, but I want to see how it goes. We just started this show, so hopefully we can get deeper into it. 
Um, the next thing that I saw was actually um, an upcoming show called Hustle by Netflix, starring Adam Sandler, Queen Latifah, and I believe it's Justin Timberlake, but I didn't get a good look. Um, but basically, it's about this coach. Adam Sandler plays this coach who's in the Euro one of the European countries. He finds, and he's part of the NBA. So this is like the, the B League or whatever, the European League, and he finds this gem of an athlete, and he has... He has sacrificed years away from his family, time that he can't get back to pursue this gem that he's been looking for. He eventually finds this guy, convinces him to come to America, to try out for the league, all this stuff. Everything happens and just, just the process. I think I like how I, I'm really excited about this movie. One, because I, I like how Adam Sandler has gotten to be yeah, he's funny, of course, everybody know, loves his movies, but he's taking on roles that are more dramatic, more um, the evolution of him as, a, as an actor, everything else like that. It's, this is the cool part. I love this part about him. And the fact that he's, he's trying, in the story, he's trying to bring this guy up from this European country, whatever type of country it is, that has nothing. And this, this man is sacrificing just as much as Adam Sandler is sacrificing to become a superstar, to become a paid professional athlete. And the journey it takes for this man to become that, because this guy is losing out time on his family, his wife and his child, that he would rather be with them than have to go through this. But Adam Sandler is telling him, this will change your life. If you love this game as much as I love this game, you will, this will be everything you'll ever need. And so this is just the journey. And I just want to see it because I want to see how everything blows out. And I don't have a personal connection to the movie itself, but I have met two gentlemen who did play overseas basketball, uh, overseas professional basketball. One of them is, I think he was like 6'10", 6'11", somewhere around there, um, by the last name Knighting. And there's another gentleman, 6'9", 6'10", as well, named Laszlo. These two guys I met in Vegas while I was a missionary. Um, Laszlo was somebody we had taught the, the gospel lessons to, and he eventually got baptized. But this dude was huge, handsome dude, man. And he, just real tall, real skinny. You know, he wasn't like Shaq, like built and framed out and whatever, you know, had a lot of mass to him. But he was tall, skinny, played basketball, of course, because if you didn't, what would you be doing at 6'10? Um, swimming. But not only that, he was he is Hungarian so he's got that Russian like he's got like a deep Russian vibe but he's got that tan brown skin and he, he always rocked that one hoop earring with curly hair man this dude was this dude was gangster looking and when he would he would dress up he'd have like this nice leather jacket long slacks nice shoes I'm like yo you could hide a shotgun in the back of your back and you could pull he could literally pull out a full shotgun like this is how tall this dude's back was ridiculous and then of course mr knighting um was this big white guy wide shoulders just anytime they walked and talked together everybody looked like midgets around there everybody looked like little people everybody looked tiny i looked tiny compared to these dudes and it was just it was just so cool and yes they both played professional basketball over overseas in the european countries but the craziest thing was that laszlo was a classical pianist classical slash jazz pianist he would listen to a song and just... It was like, what? 
What? And the, his fingers were so tall and so long, it was like watching Jack Skellington play the piano keys. He was, he was, it looked like, he looked like he had two human beings dancing on the keys while he was, but there were his fingers. It was just that big. That's how massive this dude's hands were. Beautiful music, beautiful, beautiful culture. Him coming from Hungary and just sharing, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Sharing his culture a little bit with us, you know, and his love of music and whatnot. So it was great. And that's, they basically, when they, those two gentlemen would walk around, it was Herman Munster and Lurch from Adam's Fam. That's it. That's, it was just Herman Munster and Lurch walking around. Two gigantic human beings that don't, that just towered over everybody. They look like twin towers, literally, walking around. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. All right. Oh, I'm starting to run over my time. Okay. So let's get over into the next segment of my podcast. It's news to me. All right. So here comes Bionic Girl. So speaking of my daughter being tough, here's another girl that's been tough. They call her the Bionic Girl, according to the Huffington HuffingtonPost.co.uk. So there's this little girl, she's about seven years old. Her name is Olivia Farnsworth, that doctors are naming the Bionic Girl because of her strange and rare genetic makeup. Um, little Olivia has a rare chromosome 6 deletion, which gives her some amazing abilities. Here's one of them. She can't feel any pain. No pain at all. She has, she has little to no hunger, and she has little to no need for sleep. Crazy. So, Olivia's mom, this is, she's uh, Nikki, um, she said, this is, this is how crazy it's been, okay? So, the mom was explaining that when, you know, when Olivia was smaller, she didn't, she didn't really sleep. So, she was up for days and days and days at a time, which means mom's going to be up for days and days at a time. You know, she didn't really feel pain. She didn't really cry. You know, and when she, <laughs> the mom said, when she would yawn after days of being awake, she was like, finally, she's going down. Okay, so um, she didn't really feel too much pain. She didn't really feel pain as a child growing up in this. So she, the mom kind of knew that um, her little Olivia was, was weird, was strange, not weird, strange, was different from her other children. And it's okay to be different. But this is how she knew she was really, really different, Okay. So the mom says, Olivia got run over and dragged by the down the street by a car and she didn't even complain. Little seven-year-old gets hit by a car, dragged down the street and says nothing, no complaints. The mom goes on to say she was dragged, Olivia was dragged, uh, dragged about 10 car lengths down the road. It was horrendous. I don't think it's something I will ever get over. Um, I was screaming and all of my other children were screaming as they all ran out to check on Olivia. But Olivia was just like, what's going on? She just got up and started walking back to her mother. Because of the impact, she should have had severe injuries. Uh, the mom said that uh, Olivia had a tire mark on her chest, but her only injuries were she had no skin on her toe and her hip. Thank, first of all, thank God that this baby girl did not get destroyed, did not get killed. Uh, the doctors were busy giving her CT scans, x-rays, trying to find injuries, but there was nothing. She was really, really lucky. No, she was blessed, let's put it that way. Uh, the doctors think that what saved her from the injury was she didn't tense up. And <laughs> I didn't tense up on one moment, but I still feel like I got knocked the hell out, okay? 
So I'm gonna show you my tense up, my my non tense up moment. Okay, so first of all, this little Olivia is a freaking superhero. Okay, doesn't feel pain, ha doesn't have to sleep for you know three three four days at a time. Just can't sleep, just awake. That's crazy. And she said the mom even eventually goes on and says she didn't even have hunger issues. Like she would she would eat just to just to be social. Like she could have, she would eat and it would be like little to nothing. Just to be social because everybody else was eating. She felt like it was okay to just eat. But she wasn't hungry. She wasn't craving anything. And she didn't eat that much anyways. And this would be like days on end. So that's crazy. I would love to have that chromosome uh, deficiency. But uh, I, that's the positive that comes from it. I don't know if there's a negative that comes from it. Um, so we'll see, you know, maybe there might be. But for the most part, I would love to not feel pain. I would love to not have to be eating because then I would love to not be weighing 300 plus pounds and I would love to probably not have sleep apnea and asthma. Anyway, here's my tense up story and then we'll go uh, to the thought bucket. My brother uh, was riding his was riding my moped. I borrowed a friend's uh, longboard. I go and I'm like, okay, bro, I'm going to hang on to you. You take the moped. Let's go home. He goes and gasses it at to 30 miles an hour, okay? Now, the he's fine. Of course he's fine. I'm hanging on for dear life. Now, the skateboard is wobbling like this. Just shaking. Because it can't go that, it's not meant to go that fast. It's just a long board to cruise, not a long board to go down a freaking hill at 60 miles an hour. So, we're, not, we're on a flat ground surface, right? So we're going 30 miles an hour. There's a little hill. The thing is wobbling so bad. I'm like, I can't, I can't. I can't break on it because if I break on it, I know for fact that's going to flatten the back of this skateboard, this longboard, and it's going to ruin it, which is not good. So I'm like, oh, well, here we go. I bail out. I was like, don't tense up. And I just blah, blah, hit the ground like that. And I just and lie there. This lady comes out like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? My brother spins the moped around. He comes back to check on me. He's like, come on, Kalei, get up, get up, get up. And I'm like, I'm not going to get up. I'm laying there like this. <sighs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't squealing or anything. But I just I just went, oh. And just boom, 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 boom. And I just laid there. And what I was doing was trying to feel my body. Make sure that I could feel my toes, feel my legs, feel my back, you know, feel my hands. That I could move. I had movement, right? So my brother's like, come on, Clay, get up, get up, Clay, come on, come on, man, I'm so sorry, get up, get up. I'm like, I was like, don't worry, I will get up. I don't want to get up, have a concussion and fall down. That's why I didn't want to fall down. So I took my time, I got up. Luckily, I wasn't that far away from the home, from my home. I walked home, showered, picked rocks out of my head, rocks out of my back, and had to get taped up. That's, I feel like I got more injuries than this poor little girl who only had a little bit of skin missing from her toe and her hip. Rocks picked out, missing skin on my back, blood everywhere, knees scraped up, and I didn't tense up. That's my tense up story. Don't know how that works out, but I'm fine to say the least. I'm here today sharing this with you. All right, so that's it for that. Let's get going with the thought bucket and then we can close this out. I'm a little bit over time. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to keep these podcasts short. But here's my thought bucket, thought, thought bucket, yeah, okay, oh, another who you got, who you got, clay, gummy bears, or gummy worms, dang it, okay, so, here's the issue that I have, 
sour gummy bears, don't care for them. Regular um, Haribo or Haribo, whatever, however you pronounce it, gummy bears, perfect. Sour gummy worms, perfect. Regular gummy worms, non-sour junk. Limoy on both, perfect. Okay, that's my choice. So if I had regular gummy bears or sour gummy gummy worms, I would choose the regular Haribo gummy bears. If I had sour, if I had Lehimoy gummy bears or Lehimoy gummy worms, I would have to choose the Lehimoy gummy worms. Okay, what am I like? I'll probably just mix the both of them and eat them all. But anyways, that's my decision. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in for another episode. That's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let me close up real quick. Let me just go through this um, upcoming event. May 28th, I will be performing at Hoppa's Ohana Barbecue Grill once again in Linden. So if you're viewing this, listening to this, whatever, you want to come and see how well I can perform as a musician, come on down. Um, follow my social media. They'll have links and addresses. I usually play from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., but stay tuned. Focus on the Instagram um, because that's where I'll post it to let you guys know if it got canceled or whatnot. I'll try and be better at that as well. Um, go ahead and visit my Milkshake, Milkshake website. It's located at msha.ke backslash Calais2k. Um, there you can, it'll pull up a little website page, have a little profile of me. And on the bottom, there'll be links that you can click on. That'll go right to my social media accounts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Very simple, straight to the point. Um, on YouTube and Instagram, if you want to watch this episode, all my episodes, I usually put a question up there, you know, questions that we might have talked and addressed here on podcasts. And then room for you to ask me questions as well. Um, so go ahead and follow that as well. And that's on Instagram and as well as um, my YouTube account. And then, of course, on Facebook, follow my Facebook page. Like and subscribe to all my social media. Follow my Facebook page for episodes, for event coming up, where I might be performing, all that stuff. And then, of course, information to contact me if you like my music and you want me to perform for you as well. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you, folks, for joining in. My name is to another A Hawaiian podcast. Take care, God bless, and remember, spread aloha, not hate. Take care, everybody. Aloha. Thank you.